Hey, 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 Mark here. Now, before we start the episode, I'm just going to give a little bit of an intro. So a couple of weeks ago, I caught up with my good buddy and Talking Joe founder, the man chief to talk about his G.I. Joe sketches and his commissions from his collection. Now, as always, we did this as a live stream on YouTube, so it is a very visual episode. So you're more than welcome to just listen and imagine the art, uh, or you can pop over to YouTube and watch the art on the screen as we discuss it. Uh, Alternatively, you can also head on over to patreon.com slash talkingjoe where I will make a posting with a PDF of all of the art that we discuss. So you can download that and have a look before or during uh, listening to the audio content. So with all that said and done and your choices of how you consume this episode decided, let's go. Live from the Talking Joe Studios, it's Talking Joe. Talking Joe is on the air. Hey, hey, hey. Hey there, it's me, Mark, and welcome to Talking Joe. We are back with a sketched book special. We've not done one of those in a while. And with me today will be the Chief. He will be talking about some of his G.I. Joe-centric sketches and commissions that he's had uh, over the years. So uh, without further ado, uh, I'll play his jingle and stick him in the stream. It's me, the chief. There he is. <laughs> I was because oh, yeah. I could, I could see you getting ready with that expression. I was like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, how you I, doing? I, not bad, not bad. I had the call. Well, no, I'm terrible, but we'll come on to that in a second. Um, oh, I had nice. the call up from a funky bunch, and always a privilege and an honour to be invited back as a guest on this show. So thank you very much for that, sir. Um, always no, a pleasure. Just getting over COVID, still got a cough, which is annoying. Um, and then my toilet backed up and flooded again at the downstairs oh. neighbor's bathroom. So now I've got to get the drainage specialists in next Thursday. And they've got to dig out the drain, uh, the outside <sighs> waste pipe, seven hundred pounds. Thank you very much. Um, and I've just been to a, just been to the Sandown Trading Card Show last weekend, where I was selling a lot of Marvel and Star Wars products and stuff, and I made about seven hundred thirty-five pounds. Oh wow! Um, I could, and now I could see the loadout of your bike. That's all going on. <laughs> that the was plumber. another story. That was a mission uh, riding a motorbike with a like £3,000 worth of sealed product on the back of your bike. Uh, interesting. But I got there safely. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> by, uh, by accident more than by design, I think. Yes. yes. <laughs> now, we're cool, busy people but... because you're doing a double recording. Yeah, You've got this uh, fantastic episode, but you're also recording a regular G.I. Joe uh, ARA episode later today. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about also, Devil's Due later on. I'm also uh, Devil's Due. I'm also pulling double duty because I'm recording an episode of What Saga as well. So we are podcasting <laughs> to the gills today. Wow. Wow. Yeah. My family are away today. So uh, I can't Oh, you got, a, you got a free pass. I wondered <laughs> exactly. why he was agreeing to do a recording at like one o'clock on a Saturday. 
I thought you'd be <laughs> under the under the exactly, pump. But, exactly. Um, under normal circumstances, perhaps not. Love uh, it. So, <laughs> what are we doing today? Time, as at time of we are recording, we are live. So if you want to shoot in those comments as as watchers, then uh, then you uh, can. Um, so uh, today we are talking about your sketchbook collection. So we're getting deep into it. Let's go sketchbook. Sketchbook, sketchbook. Here's my sketchbook. I can show it to you if you want to have a look. Sketchbook, sketchbook. Here's my sketchbook. And now I will stop this song. There we are. It's sketchbook time. And Chief, over the years, you have gone big into G.I. Joe uh, sketches and commissions. So we're going to be taking a look at those uh, uh, today. I will say that we have seen some of these before on some of the sketchbook specials, uh, but always nice to revisit them. Uh, And, you know, I wouldn't say the collection is massive and I have most assuredly slowed down. uh, But there's a few nice pieces in there to talk about, I think. Yeah, for sure. Very, very modest. Uh, and because it's just you and me and no Ch- and no Tim, we're gonna go quicker, and we're gonna go f- <laughs> and we're gonna go for breadth rather. And we're than going depth. less intellectual uh, talking points. Yeah, no, none of that intellectual stuff here today. We'll yeah. get- Whoa! Look at this drawing. It's amazing. Yeah, I think if you're looking for much more than oh, that's nice. Uh, you come to the wrong place. So let's start up. We've got uh, the first one is Serpentor. Yeah. Dave Watchter. Uh, Dave, what, is it Watchter or Wachter? Not not sure how you pronounce his name. Mm, um, yeah. But he, this was London Supercon or London Film. Yeah, London Supercon. London I think Supercon, one of the last yeah. years mm-hmm. that it was on. And uh, you got some stuff from him as well, I believe. Did you? That's right. I got one yep, from I, him at the same time. Yeah. I got two pieces. I got this one and I got uh, Molaram from Temple of Doom. Uh, and, That's right. And these were on, they they weren't A4. Um, I don't know what that translates to a US yeah, size, but they so weren't A5. They were kind of like a smaller. Middle size, smaller, yeah. Yeah, mini size. And he was just doing this kind of head bust ones. And <coughs> we me. tapped him up um, as a pre-order, I think, because. We did, uh, yeah. We were on it like a car bonnet and yeah. uh, saw some of the cool stuff that he had been posting on social media, you know, and this is back in, in the heady days of, you know, 2015. Yeah, I wasn't um, overly familiar with his work, but this was back in the period where I would get the guest list for who was at cons and I would meticulously just go through every person and then just Google and see if I was, obviously a lot of the artists we were familiar with, but there was a lot of names there that, you know, weren't, I didn't know their work. So I would Google them up, see what they'd done. And if it was, um, cheers Badger. And if, um, if it was, he's, something... he's using up all of our good commentary there. Cause, cause all I've got is that's nice, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So if it was, if someone's art, you look nice, whatever, then I'd hit them, we'd hit them up for pre-orders. And this one, I don't think these were unreasonably priced. I'm going to take a random guess and say they're about 35 quid. I, I could, I would struggle to say, but in this era, you could still get some really nice stuff yeah. without breaking the the bank. Exactly. And, and Dave watched the boom, the super boom. Still, now he had yeah. done some Godzilla stuff, possibly. Maybe, maybe, radar. yeah. There was he'd done his own uh, project called uh, the uh, Guns of Shadow Valley from Dark Horse, and a, and a okay. project about a 
a golem and um and so it was sort of yet to kind of hit the real big time and then after this he was he started doing um turtles and he's done um um iron fist for marvel and i think aliens um so he's you know he's doing much more mainstream um stuff now but um he's he's his stuff is absolutely great nice nice close in i like the eyes on the on the headdress Mm. um but cool cool expression pleased with that one yeah lovely gray tones as well so Mm. i think we're on a works good in black and white doesn't it and gray tones rather than color Uh, this is definitely not um affected negatively or detrimentally by not having color it looks 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 good yeah i think i was actually on a on a um serpent or bent because uh Ah. of this this piece here so Mm. uh that was uh one of your early ones with where you asked artists to do kind of talking joe branded commissions yeah yeah i was looking Uh, to do some kind of pr or some kind of something pieces to to you know uh, get more people listening and put some artistic weight behind it. And so Rod Wiggum, the legendary Rod Wiggum, um, did this one for me and mm-hmm. very pleased with this. Yeah, excellent. Serpentor behind the podium. Yeah. And uh, all, yeah, hand lettered by um, Rod Wiggum as, as well. Yeah. So <laughs> that's great stuff. We never got, we never got a Chief and Mark one done. We never did. No. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, Okay, but this is a very cool one as well. This was uh, uh, Mike Bosberg, who um, yes. was one of the key artists on the early run of of GI Joe. He did um, a lot of the the key issues, sort of running up to around about twenty two, twenty three ish. Yep, yep. Lovely shadow. You know, he's not used it much, but he's kind of used it just underneath Cobra Commander's legs mm. uh, and the side of the chair, and yeah, just really, really nice. Yeah, really nice. That's all we got. Really nice. Uh, do I have the coloured version? No, I don't. But he did okay. uh, knock up some digital colours uh, on that one as as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next ah, up, this is uh, Ryan Gawler. I think is the artist's name. Um, I've got a few pieces from him. Um, I've got a in my Ghost Rider honour. I've got Ghost Rider in a 1966 Batmobile piece. Ah, right, cool. Uh, Kerouac. Um, so I think he's Kerouac that's right. on Twitter. Brian, the artist Brian Gawler, known professionally in the art circles as Kerouac. And he's actually done some G.I. Joe tangentially uh, related stuff professionally now as, as well because right. he did some stuff for the Action Force Redux series okay. uh, that the, the Blood for the Baron uh, chap has, uh, oh, cool. has commissioned. Yeah, I, I so, found him on Twitter and he'd done some some just G.I. Joe fan fan art. Mm. Uh, and then he had was doing his own mask comic. I think it was like four issues. Right. Which looked cool. I liked the style. It, it was really cool. Um, and then I was just looking for, this is like an homage to, I think it's Thor number 337. Oh, right. Of which course. Is Thor or, or Beta Ray Bill, I should say, with Yolnir crushing through the thor logo on the cover i knew i recognized it from somewhere yeah yeah uh, yeah i should have mentioned that and then we could have had a side-by-side comparison but i didn't so that's uh, on let, me. yeah I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm i'm just trailing behind i'm gonna get there oh, he's gonna have a look he's gonna have a look to see if i uh, you know hopefully time. i'm not wrong oh look at this there you go 
There you go. Beat a race. So what a cover. That's Walt what Simonson. We're Incredible. Great stuff. So there you go. Great, great stuff. That. Mm. Love it. So Love what, uh, what next? What next? Uh, lineups, Chief. Ooh, usual suspects. Yeah, so I went through a phase of thinking. I always like to try and do something different because... For me, it's a bit boring. You go to an artist and say, oh, can you do me a Spider-Man? Oh, can you do me a Batman? It's like, well, everyone's asking for that. So let's just do try and do something different. So I was thinking, what themes are there of characters that would work well in a Usual Suspects police-style lineup? Um, mm. And so I did some 2000 AD ones. Daz Johnson, Kev Hopgood did some. And then I mm. thought, oh, um, uh, G.I. Joe, villains would work well for this. And then I did some... Um, 80s cartoon heroes and villains and stuff, but yes, obviously, G.I. Joe. I've got, I think, I've got two G.I. Joe oh, based. Let's ones. find out, shall we? Oh, look go. at this one. So, so this is tell us about this, yeah. Yeah, so when I can't, I'd seen Kev Hopgood, and those that don't know, Kev Hopgood, co creator of War Machine in the pages of Iron Man, along with Len Kaminsky back in the must be early 90s, I think. It was around issue 280 of Iron Man, so it would have been the early 90s, and co-created that suit, which James Rhodes would go on to wear too much fame. Mm -hmm. And I'd seen him at a comic convention. I think it was London Film and Comic Con, and he did me a Destro piece. And then after the show, I contacted him and said, look, I'm doing this lineup style theme. Any interest? He's like, yeah, absolutely. And he... He did a, this is a digital version because he had been away from the con scene for many, many years. And he made, he just thought, well, no one wants physical anymore. Surely everyone wants a more refined digital copy. And I know the majority of people want physical hand drawn, but I was more than happy for him to do digital, digital. So he did, if you go back to the black and white one, he did this as a digital copy. He then printed it. Uh, and then he, did oh, actually I've got a I've I've got another version of this where he did a grey grey tone ink wash over it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So so sort of a combination of the digital and the so physical. He print, printed it out and yeah, and added exactly. grey wash tones. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's did, a good way of doing it. Yeah. So you get so you do get that almost one of one essence because I think a lot of people that rally against the digital version is well look once this has gone up online in a high res format anyone can just effectively take that image and then. Is has it lost its one of one personal appeal to the original commissioner who paid that original money for it? I, I don't. I'm not bothered about that myself. If 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 it's a good digital image and other people can get it, and I'm the one that paid for it, I'm like, so what? I don't. I don't it doesn't bother me. Uh, but then he did do me a, digi a digital coloured version as well, which we saw, and yeah, quite bold on the colouring for this one. Uh, red, yeah, very I mean bright. He he uh, is you know he is old school and that is his style. It's sort of bold shapes, bold and also you know in the colours, bold colours. Um, yep. But I, what I love about this is just the, oh no, this know, is the, the English one. Sorry, yeah, I can see. Or is that no? No, no, no. Those are all digital colours, aren't they? Yeah, the yep, yep. and um, yeah, they're all different shapes and and sizes. They've all got this you know great body language and yep. little touches. Um, yeah, I love you know the, like you said there, you nailed it there. The scaling. It's fantastic. Even if the file card doesn't say these characters are this big or, or this small, to me, this is fun. I love Destro being a you know big, broad shoulder, and I love Zartan being big as well. Um, 
and you know Storm Shadow being kind of lithe and lean and yeah yeah re really pleased with this one from Kev. Yeah, it's a great great piece. What's six foot next? Six, six foot six. <laughs> that's tall. That's tall. And the rest, yeah, love it. <laughs> what next? Uh, so another lineup. This mm. is uh, Ian Richardson, right? This is Ian Richardson. Actually, I uh, spoke to him last couple of weeks ago at the London Film and Comic Con. In fact, at Kensington Olympia, uh, he was there with the table, and I meant to get uh, him to do me a sketch there, but I was on tight for time, and I think he had a bit of a list. So yeah, uh, I had. I don't know where I'd seen. I think I'd seen him on Deviant Art doing some. Mm. Uh, G.I. Joe uh, piece possibly as a commission or fan art uh, he had done some work for Marvel UK and 2000 AD amongst other publishers and just contacted him and said look doing this this lineup piece and he's got a very precise fine fine mm -hmm. line especially with the inking yeah. as well and so I said yeah let's do, let's do a dreadnoughts piece and let's maybe chuck in you know a couple of dreadnoughts that might not have been first choice I guess maybe um, you know, I, I guess a lot of people would have put in Zartan in there, or but I thought, you know, let's go with Serana and Thrasher because you don't really mm -hmm. see much Thrasher art. And no, not so a nice much. job, nice little touches, the bullet holes in the camera on the wall, the donuts yeah. and the grape soda bottles on the floor. But yeah, no, cool. nice, nice tea detail on this for sure. Absolutely, yeah, that Let's, would be good uh, as a colored piece, actually. I think. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't actually get this one coloured. There's the the camera that's been shot up. Yeah, uh, but look at the detail. Know, Attention to detail. Donuts amazing. on the floor, grape soda on the floor. Nice job very, on Very uh, Rob Liefeld-esque feet, don't you think? <laughs> well, it's sort of uh, minimalist, let's say. Yeah, the uh, sort of tapering uh, tapering away kind yeah. of into the, uh, into the floor. <laughs> but this is a good piece. Very reasonably priced as well at the time. So... Uh, 2014 is that how long ago it was eight years wow yeah yeah as i say it's, it's a nasty nasty old lacrosse stick that uh the thrasher has got what a oh yeah i wondered what it was so it's a lacrosse stick that's been the netting has been taken out and a big metal yeah. ball which does not look light <laughs> uh it doesn't it's no. in exactly very cool so Next up, we have uh, not quite a lineup, but I thought, thought thematically this one fits. It's uh, yeah, another no, one of the um, three original Dreadnoughts. Another, it's another Rod Wiggum. After getting that Serpentor talking Joe one, got back in touch with Rod. And I think this is the time where I looped you and your brother in as well. And we all yeah. got commissions done at the same time from Rod. And yeah, we kept him is, busy that month. We kept him busy. <laughs> uh and you got some cool pieces you got that a uh, recreation of the issue 31 didn't you that's right yeah i think that might have been and... a bit later itch i think that might have been a oh, second a bit bite later? at the old uh <laughs> right <laughs> we can... peter got a uh, storm shadow with a shark in the water but yeah that's here we right. go dreadnoughts i kind of just said look can we get the three three dreadnoughts three sort of not main dreadnoughts but you know the three of the original yeah, well, dreadnoughts. three originals yeah yeah um under 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 well I, I don't even know if i gave him a, a brief i just said the three can I, but can i have buzzer on the on a bike and that was the only oh you did say that uh-huh yeah cool prerequisite yeah, yeah. but yeah cool he's kind of nice bit of perspective with rather than all standing on the same plane he's got them almost you know three kind of diagonally in front of each other 
but yeah i mean yeah you've got a diagonal and and it's sort of the body language it's all it's all sort of storytelling and something doing doing different things it's not just yeah. you know the bolt upright yeah. everyone's looking the the same and you could into just in you know swap out a head and you've got a different you know yeah, so, exactly. so it's it's each one has got a lot of uh different sort of personality coming well, character. through character i like the uh, two things i like the small things i like the tassels on the handlebars of the bike <laughs> and i like so, the fact that the the uh torch to a small extent and ripper are breaking out of the frame of the of yeah the just frame peeking out just created. over the side yeah but again yeah nice love lovely lines rod wiggum beautiful clean yeah. lines very precise mm. okay it's destro time now as you shared your commission commissions and sketches with me chief i noticed that there was a bit of a theme and that one of the themes was destro so he's right. clearly a character that appeals to you like the Whether character you it or not. i like the design i just think he he makes a cool image i just think you know and no disrespect to people that like characters like duke or hawk <laughs> do, do, do you want to just get consistently just a guy in combat fatigues all the time as art or... I know one person that does. Oh, do you? <laughs> well, D- Diana Davis, she Duke is her favourite character, and she's got literally hundreds of Duke commissions. It's apologies, it's Diana. Very, very narrow focus okay. on uh, on the Geo, Geo commissions that uh, okay. that she wants. It's Duke centric, let's say. <laughs> but yeah, Destro's interesting one as well. A room for a lot of um, a, a room for a lot of uh, the artist to do a different take yeah. that you're not going to see you know an artist yeah, ever definitely. draw destro quite the same no, way especially the mask especially the mask is always going to be slightly mm. different oh like, here you go. how Here's much how much uh, metal how much ang- angle how much of it is a rigid mask versus kind of a more yeah. kind of naturalistic face so yeah. um here we go uh chief tell us about this one so who is this artist i'm drawing a blank this, this artist is... is uh scott Cowell Chuck, that's correct. Yes, correct. Apologies, Scott. So he 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 did some art on Batman sixty six for DC. Oh right, that's the connection. Uh, which is the I was I was looking at this and thinking to myself, okay, it's cool. You've got Destro and he's an arms dealer and he's maybe doing some deals with these um, Batman yeah. villains, but but it is a little bit random. So, yeah. so <laughs> that was the missing can, piece. If I can tie in a theme to to artist stuff I, I will try and do that but yeah i'd seen him post some stuff online about commissions and i was like oh I, I like the style and um you know i'm a fan of batman 66 even though i hadn't read the book i think jeff parker was writing it and i'm a fan of jeff parker as a writer so I contacted scott and he, he was up for it and i said look you know let's have uh destro maybe trying to sell a batmobile um and then he kind of just went went from there so we, who we got we got joker penguin and riddler that are potential interested parties in buying this this batmobile that destro has managed to get hold of uh-huh so we can see this lot- one was commissioned during the chris mcleod era of talking yes. show as well because it's with chief and chris <laughs> yep yep so lots of blacks here but that that works very well if you're going to have floating heads i think you need a kind of uh dark background behind them otherwise it kind of looks a bit weird but so the this again is another image like we were saying that definitely isn't hurt by not having colors on it and works very well with the this lot of stark blacks okay cool destro old school phone there as well 
It is, and but it works. It fits his personality, doesn't it? Sort of yeah. the '80s arms yeah. dealer <laughs> with yeah. a big old yeah. chunky mobile phone. Now, this mm. next one you actually talked about earlier. There you this go. Is... So that's the Kev Hopgood from. I'm going to find that. I'm going. To, I've got a sheet here. Let me just uh, find. Let's uh, go. Where is? So could this be? London Film and Comic Con, uh, London Supercon 2013. Uh huh. From Kev Hopgood. And yeah, he was doing, he was sat next to Jeff Senior, I think. And he was doing A3 or A2. And this A3, I think, was 20 pounds, I want to say. Oh, 30. It was 20 for an A4, 30 pounds for an A3. And so, um, yeah, did a Destro, asked if he wanted reference. He said no, because he had drawn him quite a bit in action force weekly mm-hmm. pop good yeah although almost <laughs> almost 40 years ago <laughs> yeah yeah 1987 i guess so yeah yeah, yeah. you know please please with that one please with that one definitely look at that size oh. of that amulet he's drawn in with now is has there ever been any discussion about what that amulet is what kind of Ooh. gemstone it is what its reference or what its what its relevance to destro is a gem of that size. Um, I want. I'm sure there must have been. I'm sure there must have been. The details, what that is, and and how it came to get into Destro's collection. Yeah, my GI Joe sense is tingling, and I, I, I believe it, it's it's been referred to as like an ancestral oh. kind of okay. gem. I think they talked about it in Action Force Weekly a little bit. Oh, really? Um, okay. I believe I believe there was some stuff about that in uh, Action Force Weekly. Uh, probably actually in a oh no no I was going to say probably in an uh, in a story um, drawn by Hept Kev Hopgood but I suspect it might have been a Mike Collins uh, one. Um, okay, cool. What's up next? It's uh, another Destro okay. with an artist with uh, <laughs> and, and one of those signatures that would give you no indication as to to who it is. I think um, it's uh, Jamal Eagle. Or yeah. IGLE, I think. Uh, let me just. Yeah, yeah I think you're right, just... Chief. I'm. Uh, I'm 99.5% sure that it is Jamal uh, Eagle. 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 It's IGLE, and this was from London Supercon 2012. Oh wow! So this would have been the third. I think the first con I ever went to was Kapow 2011. Then I did uh mcm that year in may then i did thought bubble that year and then this would have been the fourth convention i ever went to which was 2012 london supercon uh american artist he i'm trying to think what he'd done i think he'd done a bit for dc at the time and basically Hmm, i said you know destro he wasn't known he hadn't done any gi joe stuff and i said look destro you say that oh he he had done a little bit he'd done some for devil's Jew. Only a couple oh, of um, filling issues, but yeah. Ah, okay, right. Well, that's, you know, I said, you know, do you want reference? He said no. And mm-hmm. washed out a nice, 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 you know, kind of eloquent-ish head, headshot there, really. Mm, it's um, it's very precise line work, isn't it? It's not a huge amount of lines there, and each one is kind of serving a purpose. And, and then that's sort of just, he's done an arc for that, what would you call it? The colour, the... Almost. Yeah, yeah. So if you just look at the yeah, the top that top line of the of the collar, it's it's sort of just one line 
and it's just sort Represent, of serve, representative, to, isn't it? Exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of you just, know, you could say it's you could say it's unfinished around that section where it kind of crosses over to his neck or whatever. But you know that you know not every piece has to be mm. finished to a completely finished, yeah, comic level detail. But just you know, focusing in on that on that headshot is yeah, it's it's a nice mm. piece. It's almost like a design element. It's sort of like yeah, creating yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. sort of it, it does it. work. Even nice guy as well. Nice guy. Um, fun to talk to. Enjoyed. And and larger eye, larger eye pieces as well. So you can actually see yeah, yeah. the eyelid and the eyelashes uh, almost. So like you said a while back, very different um, interpretations of the of the character about how you draw, especially the the, the mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely sort of showing as a mask with a gap. Whether it be skin tight. The... Yeah, skin tight as, as opposed with to kind of angular. And here we okay, go. Okay, John Royal. Uh, when did I get this? Let me have a look. Let me go back to my sheet. This was before John Royal had started on the uh, the GI Joe covers. Um, Do you know when that was? When he started? Ooh, uh, I don't off the top of my head. It was quite early on into the IDW run, I think. So this was London Film and Comic Con, March twenty fourteen. So eight years mm. ago. Um, so um, I think he had done the uh, the what's name the crossover uh, Danger Girl. Uh, Danger versus, Girl, yes, that's right. The four part um, GI Joe. Yeah. Um, yep. So so it wasn't the first time that he'd uh, drawn the the character. You got a you got something from him at the same con. Yes, I got a Baroness in one of my that's sketchbooks right. from him. That's right. Well, but yeah, and a, so, a great modern GI Joe artist, and yeah, lucky for us to sort of sort of um, be able to to get a sketch from him um, before you know before he reached the dizzying heights that he has has now. And I think he also he's, he's not he's one of these artists that you know is is sort of very conscientious about the the fine details and sort of planning um, planning out his sketch um, and yeah. and and so on. So um, I don't think that he, he massively likes sketching at cons i don't no. i don't even know if he does it anymore no he had said that even the, back then at the time he had said you know he was a bit nervous and you know mm-hmm. didn't it doesn't want the limelight etc uh but again a slightly different take here kind of obviously he's got a um j scott campbell vibe to his art mm-hmm. and but here we've got kind of a bit more brutish looking destra as opposed to the very ele- eloquent or elegant i should elegant. say mm-hmm. uh jamal eagle um art we saw previously here he's this kind of a bit of a bruiser and yeah, yeah more much more straight, broad straight yeah. lines yeah broad uh big chunky chunky chain and amulet again but yeah <laughs> nice no, nice yeah. headshot it'll give you a neck workout carrying Look that at the chain thickness of his neck the angle it comes from his ear it goes diagonal out not straight down it's going out love it <laughs> very good uh Okay, Chief. This was one that I I didn't even remember that you you had until you shared it with me no, again. No, the, I've got no idea day. on this one. I had I was going through the collection the other day through some of the folders because I haven't looked at the art art for a long time, and I came across this one, and I've got I've got no idea. Uh, I'm to find <laughs> it. It's not on my sheet because I, I stopped around 2016. I stopped so, cataloging where and when I got stuff, but I so will have. One... I, I remember taking the business card of the person. So I've got a stack of hundreds of business cards. So I will have it somewhere and I'm going to look that out 
and see if I can yeah, remember so the, when. The artist is Inko I Takita, a Japanese right. manga artist based okay. in the UK. She was born in Kyoto, Japan. She grew up with manga comics. And after graduating Kyoto University of Art and Design, moved to England uh, right. where she studied in St. Martin's College. She had a thirst for art. Um, I, so, I just so, figured, basically, I didn't really have any manga-esque art mm. pieces in my collection. And I'm not a massive manga fan, but, you know, I thought, oh, this would be interesting to see what she can do. It was 15 quid. 15 wow. quid for a two-person A4. And I'm going to say this must have been maybe four or five years ago now then. And it was definitely a London mm. show. I don't know which one. I think it was MCM. And I just said, Destro yeah. and Baroness. And she was like, cool. So, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those the, yeah happy thing, happy accidents that almost that happens at a, at a con where you're just sort of meandering around Artist Alley, come across an artist that you didn't know before and just sort of intrigued by their style and, yeah. and you know, they can produce something that turns out, you know, really quite surprisingly uh, good. And yeah, yeah and, you so know, it's it a works, really nice it, take. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm. But I was more than happy to, you know, give it a go. And interestingly here, I like the fact that, and it's, it's, it's almost not the first thing you notice, but the Baroness's hair is not black. Whereas yeah. everyone who draws the Baroness is going to draw black hair for the baroness but here she's left it white and kind of drawn patches of black around her and it's not till really you look at the picture for a little while that you realize that well yeah I it's anyway. really yeah it's really interesting because because it, it doesn't jump out at you going oh baroness has got white hair here no it, it's uh yeah it's really interesting the way that she's she's done it sort of just um, but some nice, yeah, sort of like making you think she's got black hair, but without actually drawing the black yeah, almost. Yeah, it's clever. It's very clever. But some nice, subtle uses of colour here. Big eyes on the Baroness, blue. You know, that's obviously a mangaish style, but the, the big eyes. But nice, kind of soft blue. Even Destro has got some blue around his nose and lip and cheek area. So, again, using colours to enhance the image, but not an overabundant amount. Just kind of helps to bring out some i don't know just some evocativeness to the art almost but yeah i, I was pleased with that one i was pleased with that one yeah should be it's uh yeah good discovery of that uh ah. and here we go i've put in the corner the, the yep. image that i think it was largely inspired by so Correct. this is uh, lee bradley i think this is lee bradley who i <coughs> excuse me who i had discovered at London Supercon, the first one in 2012. And he had done me a Snake Eyes at that con. And then I had said, oh, cool. Can you do me an out of con Storm Shadow as a companion piece? Uh -huh. um, and then at Kapow in April of 2012, uh, I got him to do yeah a, a pre-order of a Destro. And yeah, homaging this cover. I can't remember if I asked him to homage that cover or if he just, I, th I think he possibly did it himself, but he was experimenting using non-white paper for all his art. So he wasn't mm. really sketching on white pages. He was doing all different color paper and seeing how the art took. And he was using a lot of Tipex yeah, uh, or what, out, in yeah. the States. I guess you call it whiteout in his mm. art to, to do real stark whites on colored paper. So and I love the I belt feel... buckle. <laughs> Love a belt. I feel like him sort of that outreached hand holding the mask 
is is like an homage to something, but I can't yes. think what. Yes, I think is it Spider Man? Someone holding a Spider Man mask, maybe Ooh, or maybe I don't know. I don't know, but I get the feeling. But mm. again, you should color green eyes for Destro. Who's ever going to draw Destro with green eyes? But it works. And again, mm. it's not something that you initially you see this image. You're like, oh, why has Destro got green eyes? It's only after looking at it for a couple of minutes. Even I didn't know. Now I'm I'm you know I've had this piece for ten years, and only now am I <laughs> discovering that Destro's got green eyes. Yeah, I do like those eyes. I think they those, those are great. Yeah, very sinister, very sinister looking Destro. Yeah, uh, it's it's sort of, and the, the the use of the kind of that that white and black, you know, it to to create quite sort of yeah a stark, you know, blocky approach. But it what it works, it works well. Yeah. Um, it's very silverish. I, do, as well. I don't even know. Mate, that might even be a silver pen, possibly, for Destro's hmm. head, and then touches of. Tipex whiteout around is it? I don't know. I think maybe it could be, could be, couldn't it? Because it's, it's definitely white different on tones on his head. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, mm. just he was experimenting at the time, and again, like you said, happy accident last time. You know, a happy experiment here on this one. Um, but yeah, yeah, pleased Ooh. with that one. Uh, here we go, Jeff Senior, sort of uh, very classic action force uh, yep. artist set the tone for the for the action uk action force uh series really yeah so this is the one where i said earlier kev was next to to jeff at that london film of comic-con and he was sketching a4 pieces you got a was it you or peter got a stalker from him uh i got a flint from flint him. that's what i meant yeah flint <laughs> exactly exactly what you said so yeah. that's good that was a good one but you got a, another you know you've got destro in a in a full-on action action shot here lovely look flames behind but the flames are just indicated by mm. very simple lines but that yeah. is to me that looks like flames without actually drawing flames um always drew good blasts for coming out of guns you know yeah whether they be tanks you know firing or guns just always did blast effects were very good from jeff and yeah yeah kind of yeah you know yeah. less focus on the mask here less kind of detail there and the focus is all on the actual pose of destro that action pose mm -hmm. but yeah love it yeah he's, a, it. he's an artist does, who's just always conveys just cons. so much energy he still does cons he was at um uh, London uh, Film and Comic Con uh, the other week, mm -hmm. sketching. So you can still get hold of stuff from him. Very good. Uh, and here we go. Ah. Another G.I. Joe alumni. I've gone yep. for the coloured piece here rather than the black and white one. So this was Rollout Roll Call 2012. Uh, Andy Wildman, or I think he prefers Andrew. Andrew Wildman was at the show and I got him to do me a couple of pieces. I think I got a Grimlock I got this, and I got another GI Joe piece. I don't know if you've got this in the slideshow. Uh, the other GI uh, Joe piece. Yes, I do. Yeah, I've okay. got that one. Okay, there you go. Uh, so I got him to do these two, and I got uh, John Paul Bove, who's a very, very good UK-based colorist, and he worked on a lot of IDW's Transformers books. Got him to color this piece, and he was actually coloring digitally at shows and laser printing out the images at the show. Yeah, very unusual. To, uh, to to have a colorist at the, a show, I don't think I've really seen anyone else apart from right. him doing and that. Actually, kind of taking thing, so commissions on it at mm. shows. Yeah, yeah. So very organized. Yeah, so this is Destro in his, <laughs> in his secondary garb, 
Obviously, uh, the downside here is he's missing the amulet and the bare chest. But, yeah, interesting use of colour here as well because John's gone for the blue hue rather than the, the black, which the outfit was actually black. Mm. But again, yeah. it works. I guess if you do this, you know, obviously colourists will know better than me, but is it difficult to colour a suit in black and still maintain shadows, etc.? Yeah, um, so, it's a very know, yeah old school com comics um, te coloring technique is to sort of color color black as dark blue just to indicate it and and uh, um, yeah. allow it to be printed as well and particularly on the on the older printing techniques where there's less room for sophistication of, yeah, of yeah. different colors. Now, what's and, these? You know... <laughs> Excuse me. What's what's the coil around Destro's right arm? What does that go to? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I don't have the figure in front of me. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> All right. One for the viewers, listeners. What does that call you? Yeah. Do? What does it lead to? <laughs> Who knows? So and there the we go. Yes, the so second one, the Baroness. The other one was a, another Baroness. Uh, or and uh, yeah, I like. I like the fact here that I think there's a tendency, and I know. The fanboys love it. I know they love the over-sexualization of, of the Baroness. But, <laughs> you know, I like a bit of a pared-back version here. And Andrew's kind of gone for that here without, you know, making her too sultry or too uh, bosomy, shall we say. But, yeah, just looks mean. And, yep. uh, yeah. I'm just looking at the I'm just looking at an image of the the Destro and uh the, the version okay. 2 Destro and and actually the uh what uh Andrew's done has has sort of really been to sort of pump up some some of the details so can, right. on that sort of that hosing on his arm it's yep. um it's barely there really on artistic, the artistic uh, artistic license I think exactly yeah so there we go. My G, my GI Joe cred is is um, rescued. That, um, so yeah. <laughs> isn't a key isn't a key feature of the original design. That's fine. Cool. Uh, and you got a oh, another one, Cobra Commander as well. Great this energy was, in this one. I think this was from a, the next rollout roll call, which would have mm. been twenty thirteen or fourteen. Uh, yeah, good energy on this one. Um, motion as well you know the cowl is swooping a little bit the just the fact that his body is off center angled you know he, he's leaning into something fist clenched almost the little pinkies coming away on the trigger <laughs> finger hand on the trigger hand which i like so mm -hmm. yeah yeah like, like that one it's a good one. Oh, stop hammer time um hammer so time. we've got some uh larry hammer uh sketches coming up next that's the next theme yeah i see you sent me earlier uh that or peter did uh he's now charging quite a bit for sketches larry is that right he's uh and... on the last con he was at i think he's now up to 150 dollars right uh, he also put a um a facebook <clears throat> post up the other day which said something along the lines of uh neil adams once told me um if if you give something for some something to someone for free, they'll think it's worthless. So um, it's another always way of saying charge. that. Always charge, uh, you know, 
uh, so that there's at least some value attached to it. So, so Larry has, you know, historically been very reasonable for the price of his sketches. Yep. You know, whenever he's done them at, at the at cons and they've not sold, they've gone on eBay and they'll sell for multiples of the value that he had actually charged at a, a con. Yep. So he knows yep. that he's charging too little for the, you know, market price of, of his, his sketches. Yep. I think the... um, and he's also <laughs> got me. arthritis as, as well. So so it's less easy to, right. to just knock out these uh, sketches. In yeah, a way so he, I don't know good. if you've got, I, I got three sketches from Larry. I've got this one from Rollout. Roll call mm-hmm. 20 I've got 12, them all lined up. Okay, which was uh, a sketch that he did for me there and then. And then I think at the next one, he had pre-done sketches that he was selling okay. as well as potentially taking sketches. But here, yeah, so this was, you know, I've talked about this piece piece a fair bit, but this was at the time I was chatting to him and there was no cue. And I was like, why is one of the greatest living writers of, of all time, writers of all time, got no cue? And it was, mm. I, I suppose, my benefit because I had like a half an hour chat with him. Um, <laughs> nice. And, you know, he was just, telling stories about you know not to the, the joe fans will know that you know he is i think he said at the time he was one of the only people in the industry that had done every single role from a creative point of mm-hmm. view in terms of comics so he had been a writer an artist a colorist a letterer an editor um and something else um and yeah you know not many people have had all of those positions in their in their career and he was one of a, a select few but yeah i just basically said snake eyes please and i know i said earlier you know it's no fun just to go and say draw me a batman draw me a spider-man but when you've got larry hammer uh, i think mm-hmm. it's fine to say draw me a snake eyes so he drew <laughs> a very very cool animated action shot for me here it was 20 20 quid so done right and then i thought well this is a cool image but I kind of would like it inked. So I scanned it and sent it to one of the best inkers in the business, Guillermo Ortego. And he did, uh, he absolutely smashed this one, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it's great. You're a fan of him. I know, I know you've had a few of your pieces inked by him. Yeah, I've had, I've I've used him on two of my pieces to get them inked and finished because, because yeah, he's, you know, he just does an absolutely knock up job it's not a case of just going over the lines it is really finishing um yep. the, the images yep. as done a lot well. of work for marvel i think he's done work for dc as well he's he probably worked for every publisher he is one of the best inkers in the business and yeah he's he's really brought that image you know not that not don't want to say brought it to life but he's added so much you know the the the, the rope around the sword just the this fine line detail there um, just to pick mm-hmm. out the the image and then the 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 splash from the Uzi just almost like a, a a brush being just kind of flicked onto the page. Yeah. Um really, really pleased. Even the inside of the ejected shells have got a bit of cross action <laughs> in there. That's right. You know, lovely stuff. Great, lovely stuff. Great, great. So next one up from you. This ah. I can see is 2014. 2014. You can see the number in the top 16. So this was one of a number of pre-drawn pieces that Larry had done and was selling at the con. Uh, and yeah, this is one of two pieces I got. I got a Crimson Guardsman and I got this one. Yeah. And again, you know, lovely piece from Larry. You know, it, it's much more than a, a rough. Well, I, I suppose it is a rough sketch. It's not a finished sketch, but it's not super rough. He's put 
plenty of detail in there for it to be more than just a rough. And again, I thought, you know, this might benefit from having Mr. Otego do some inks. So that's what I did. Wow, look at that. Side by side. That is, yeah. Again, he's he's kept true to Larry's image, but he's fleshed out the backpack on the back. He's fleshed out the musculature on the right forearm. And lovely, he's got a kind of ink wash camo effect. Yeah, that camo's great. Fatigues. Yeah, really and nice. Really, and just the detail on the forehead, the crinkles in the forehead, and just the the kind of shading and uh, line work that he produces is, you know, oh, get this man on a G.I. Joe book. <laughs> yep, that's what we always say. And I know Larry. Larry has said before that he's not not especially a fan of seeing his his sort of rough sketches being being finished. Oh dear! But um, this seeing this one did bring to mind an, an instance where that did happen in a professional sense. That um, right. okay. for this cover two five one of GI Joe, right. a real American yep. hero, he had a very similar stalker rough that he'd done, and in yes. this case, it went over to Mike Vosberg Vos. Uh, right. who uh, went over it uh, in, in inks and, and sort of, yeah, did his, his own take o- over it really. And sort of, so that was uh, just what, that was just Voz getting hold of it and inking it for pleasure or did, what was the purpose of that? I'm not exactly inking? sure how it all came about because I th- I think this Vosberg cover did, did see print as a variant right. as well. I'm not, okay. not completely 100%, but, um, but I believe that was the, the case. So, okay. so I don't know at what point, that that happened it might have been it might be an idw asking him or it might be a fan that had got the sketch right. and, and passed it okay. across hard, uh, hard to know mm. for sure but um uh yeah an interesting parallel of something that we've actually seen uh, yeah. outside of just a fan's collection yeah cool. um, here's the other ah, sketch there you that go. we talked about yep so that will be you know i'm thinking about why not get if i've got two done why not get the third one done <laughs> uh, ink, inked as it were so yeah, I'll, yes, I, you know, I'll, I'll look forward to see what Guillermo can do with that one, actually, because there's probably quite a lot of scope, especially on the trousers and, and boots to really flesh those out, I think. Yeah, um, I th- I don't know, because I think the the numbers, you, you said you thought that was a pre-done numbers, but I think Larry often will take like a numbered list. Yeah. Of, well, um, yeah, you know, actually, and you, then... you, I, now that you mentioned that, you could 100% be right, and it's more than likely that I actually said I'd like a stalker and a crimson guardsman. So you, yeah, now that I, I think that probably I think is the my, case. I think my, as we know, if you know the chief, you know, my memory is shit <laughs> pieces. So I think this is an instance where uh, your memory is better than mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I think he takes like a numbered list and then works through them, which just, just goes to show the pace that Larry's been, Larry well, was working at onto this car. He's got to 21. It's probably not even the end incredible scenes you know some people take and, three per convention and the standard that he works to is is generally yeah. um is is generally a full figure yeah. you know detailed you know costume like like this so um yeah yeah it's it's great and and it's maybe it's not completely finished as you know we've seen but but it's sort of just really capturing the essence of these characters i, I well, love seeing you go. larry's uh <coughs> larry's sketches there you go. You, this has inspired me. Coming on here has inspired me to get this one inked. So look out for that one. I shall post it up in the Talking Joe Facebook group. So if you're not part of that, why not? Uh, this is where I'll be posting it up. Okay, cool. Look forward to that. Uh, 
up next, uh, a random one. So t- tell us about this and and how this all came about. So this is a, a British artist called Dean Beatty. Very good artist. I got a piece from him. It was a Power Man and Iron Fist from Thought Bubble 2011 and had found his work. Or was it 20? It might have been 2012. I think your brother had put me onto him, actually, as an artist. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, and liked his style, very sort of cartoonish, very um, weird proportioned figures. And he had created his own poetry book with original art from himself and other people. And as part of the Kickstarter, he had printed out these this background template with all this uh, guns and drugs paraphernalia and skulls and stuff with a space in the middle. And you could get a commission of a, at the time he was drawing criminals and giving them funny names inside. But then he had loads of these blank spares. So he was basically just taking commissions of any character. So I said, cool, let's uh, let's get a cesspool and a crystal ball for another Talking Joe-based piece of art. Yeah. Uh, this is the Chief and Steve era, this one, I can see. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. But I like it. it. It works really well. A couple of villains inside some villainous objects around the outside. Yeah, it's nice. And uh, yeah, I always like to see cesspool as well. He's one of my favourites. Mm. Oh, here we go. Is another is another John Paul Bove uh, coloured um, yep. sketch. Yep. So this was Howard Chaikin, who had done covers and interiors, I believe, for IDW's uh, Mark Brooks written. Not Mark Brooks. Who wrote it? Uh, the guy who wrote. Oh, uh, what's, um... what's the series? The series is the five issue. Ah, uh, I'm blanking on it now. It's really cool. It's, yes, Max, it, Max Brooks. Max Brooks. Max Brooks. Mark, Mark G.I. Joe Hearts in Minds. Mark Brooks, of course, high-end Marvel artist. <coughs> Excuse me, Max Brooks. Uh, Hearts and Minds, that's right, yes. And uh, Howard Chaikin, absolute pillar in the comics community. Mm. If you don't know who Howard Chaikin is, you need to educate yourself, people. And he was there, and I said, chuckles. And he said, yeah, cool. And then I handed it off to John Paul. And he kind of got out of the con for me. So looks like Chuckles to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good stuff. And and Chuckles, uh, Chuckles and Chaking go hand in hand because um, yeah, Chaking did a lot of the covers to the Cobra series as well. So right, of course he um, did. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, and that would have been the reason you selected him, Chief. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, but he he is one of the funnest people. Not Chuckles, Howard. Howard. If you're at a con and he's there. Just go and hang out at Listen. his table. He, he had a line of people, about 20 deep. And he basically stood up and he said, and he started, can I swear on this podcast? I better not. He basically <laughs> said, what the F are you people doing standing in a line? You're not going to hear my stories if you're in a line. Everyone just crowd around the table and just kind of remember <laughs> what order you were in. So he basically just got everyone just to crowd around his table and he's just telling stories about Will Eisner and Stan Lee and just from his past. And he's had a very, very eventful life shall we say and he's yeah. got a lot of non um pc stories and you know non i should know non not non pc non uh family friendly stories so, <laughs> really fun guy yeah. nice guy to to chat to and la- larger than life and like we said about the jamal eagle piece with not many lines here again howard's not used a fantastic amount of lines but has used them to great effect yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And he's he's a world class writer as well as artist, so he can do it all. Very good. What's up next? <coughs> oh, here we go into into the first. I think this is the first of the full. Well, actually, no, that's doing it down. But it's one. It's a it's a full on commissioned piece here. Yeah. Yep. Now, um, apologies. Listeners, viewers, and Mark, you're going to have to vamp and fill for a while because I've just got to go and take my sweet potato out of the oven. I'll be two two minutes. Right. So what we are looking at on screen is a piece uh, by Keith Burns. So Keith Burns is an award-winning aviation artist and illustrator. He's illustrated comics for the past decade with Johnny Red being uh, one of the more high-profile projects that he worked on uh, with Garth Ennis as the writer. He joined the Guild of Aviation Artists and uh, won the uh, award for Best Acrylic Painting in a Show um, and uh, is currently illustrating uh, Ladybird Expert History Series on Second World War uh, written by historian James Holland. So Keith's ability to capture the power and drama of a scene never fails to capture the imagination and makes him one of the most exciting artists in the industry. So he's uh, uh, very much uh, known uh, for his aviation work. He's been working on uh, the Commando comic over in the in the UK. Uh, and I think that's where his his strength, you know, lies best when when he's sort of um, working with with planes and planes uh, scenes. He's also um, di- did a, a fair amount of work on the Boys comic for for Dynamite, which most of you know will will know from uh, the the Prime uh, series. So this was a commission that Chief uh, tapped up Keith for after meeting him at various conventions, probably uh, Thought Bubble. So Chief has got a collection of various planes by him, um, but, but I think this was the most uh, ambitious project. So it's sort of inspired by the cover to, I think it's issue 33, where Wild Weasel, Ace, Lady J and the Baroness have uh, their uh, their aerial encounter. Yeah, apologies and, about that, uh, listeners. I'm having a sweet <laughs> potato and prawn mayonnaise lunch. Um yeah, so Keith Burns, I don't know what you said there, but Keith Burns was a, a, this was another example, Thought Bubble, of us basically looking at the guest list, Googling, ah, this guy does a lot mm. of aviation and military work Yeah, to a, to a very high degree. He was, you know, oil painting style. And now I think yeah. he is, for, for a few years now, he's kind of quit the comic scene and does, you know, proper full-on art gallery style pieces please please mm-hmm. go and check out keith burns website and you'll see some incredible pieces of work but here at the time he'd done the boys he'd done some fill-ins for yeah. john mccrea on the boys with garth ennis i think that's right uh, that's right his comic work and uh reached out to him um and basically said no he had done yeah so uh, uh, i hadn't done any gi joe stuff i had i had started getting i had started getting some aircraft images so mitsubishi zero a p47 thunderbolt uh hawker hurricane and just started getting single pieces and they're amazing and then uh i think peter had got a roadblock from him and then i reached out and said Mm -hmm. look can you do me a commission i'd this is my favorite single issue of gi joe issue 34 and can you do 
a recreation of some of the scene or a scene from that. And then we added in some nice touches, like we put Candy in the Soft Master in the car, which obviously yep. doesn't happen in that. Great. Uh, the license plate. The license plate says Chief Forty Two, <laughs> and I think that is is that is the 42 a reference to the candy soft master issue possibly oh i don't know i was i was guessing it was your age at the time of um the commission but (laughs) it could have been either (laughs) i don't know uh and then if you look at the trash can on the left that's got a 34 on it uh, oh yes uh, Uh reference to the issue number but look at the look at the way he's got even the road or the tree and the house it's just it's just brushstrokes creating the structure of the house. It's no, he's not sketched the defined lines of the roof or the tree. It's just a brush. Bam, it's a paint. This is a painter at work here. And then yeah. within that, he's actually drawn a guy grilling a hot dog on the, on the porch <laughs> yeah, of the over, house. So over, over, you've got over. little bits of detail in, in this very broad brushstrokey kind of art. But just look at the way the tree's bending underneath the rattler you know which mm. is creating that effect of yeah the turbulence um yeah and Fantastic. the wheels like slightly is that a hubcaps come off the wheel i didn't even notice that before oh it looks like it yeah In between the front and rear wheel it looks like a hubcaps come off the front because you can kind of see some bolts maybe sticking out of the front wheel um mm. just absolutely sensational just incredible and you've got the four characters in the four corners kind of again referencing that issue yeah but this was yeah it's it's just you know an amazing piece from keith probably it's probably in the top five of my collection of of of, of everything not just joe based but everything oh i'm gonna try Did you get anything from my... keith at all i'm trying to switch over my headphones because they're running out of uh battery so not ideal with me did you ever get okay. anything from keith you can't hear me Oh, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. I was just swapping out my headphones. Um, yeah, what, what have I had from him? I, th- I can only think of the that roadblock right. sketch off the top of my head. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, man, loud and clear. Um, I feel like I must be forgetting something. Uh... <laughs> He's too good not to have something by him. Yeah. I think it, I, I have a feeling that I've just always planned to um to get something from from him you know big and ambitious like like this one and um just because I was waiting for the the right piece just haven't uh yeah uh, haven't done it um yeah probably missed the boat yeah. there yeah yeah probably but look at the ve- look at the sky striker it looks you know, I don't know proportionally if that's right, but it just looks like an aircraft should look. It's just, mm, I don't mm. know. But that's his specialty, is aviation and military vehicles. Really? And, oh, there we go. I was on the Sky Striker theme here, so I lined up this next one, uh, and one <coughs> of the more recent ones, but this looks like yep. it's probably 2017, so even this is, <laughs> I call it recent, just goes so to show is... how much time yeah. flies when you're having fun this is uh part of my ghost rider honor theme so present artists with i say i want ghost rider not on his bike but on other forms of transport and i give the artists like three or four choices or if they want to come up with something different and i basically just said to rod 
can you draw me Ghost Rider in a Sky Striker? And he's like, yep, can do that. And so mm-hmm. this is what you end up with. Wowzers. I had a, a comment here from uh, Badger. This is seriously the coolest commission ever. I think that was probably for the, uh, for the, the Keith, Keith Burns, Burns one. one. Yep. Uh, excellent. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> this one is a lot of fun. As uh, you know, it's really, <laughs> really filling up the page. Yeah, you've got your you've got your money's worth here, and you know the massive laughing head in the background is called the six 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 on the fuselage, uh, on the on the on the body of the plane, and I like the fact that he's not drawn the sky striker to scale, so yeah. Ghost Rider is in there almost like he's his bike handlebars. It's almost like there's yeah. a bike inside the cockpit. Well, and you don't want if you're Ghost Rider, you don't want a sealed cockpit, do you? That's just gonna. No. No. It's going to cause all sorts yes. of havoc. Now, what does the JB <laughs> on the tail fin refer to? Ooh. Hmm. Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. There you go, Mark. Marvel, Marvel Street cred is intact as well. <laughs> uh, Johnny Blaze. Very good. I should get him to do another one with a DK mm. for... Danny Ketch. Danny Ketch. There you go. No one cares about any of the Ghost Riders after that, let's be honest. But <laughs> yeah, and even, you know, it's easy to uh, get lost in this in terms of it's not just Ghost Rider's head in the background. It's also his shoulder, the spikes on his shoulder pad, the chain on the bottom left. You know, that the, the backdrop is his jacket in the lower lower half of the thing. It's actually, you know, uh, take out the Sky Striker and you would actually still have a very cool Ghost Rider image. Yeah, Ghost Rider... Yeah, yeah with his shoulder and his kind of upper torso, but then just stick that. Uh, shall I get this one coloured, do you think? Oh, I don't know. With the right colourist, it might or be fun, it? mightn't it? I think, yeah, yeah the, the, the the worry here would be there's going to be so much flame that if that is coloured too aggressively, then that could ruin it. But Yeah, that you'd kind of want colour that's slightly knocked back, I think, yeah. so that you've got you've definitely got that Sky Striker as the forefront focus. With the with the rest of it being sort of yes. slightly pushed back into the background, but yes. yeah, so yeah. you'd you'd need you needs a colorist that's got a little bit of a deft hand, I, th- I think, yeah. a little bit yeah. more subtlety. Uh, but yeah, brilliant, but fine and black and white, absolutely um, no. Um, yeah. There's no need to get it colored, but it could work well. So yeah, we can must have had a fun with that one. It looks like uh, yeah, got a bit carried away. You can tell, <laughs> can't you? You can tell the artists that had a good time drawing stuff when you get something back like this because you know when they go a bit balls out the bathtub uh, (laughs) you know it's it's good exactly yeah when you've given them something something fun that they get lost in it sort of always pays dividends if you're getting an artist drawing something they don't really want to draw it's sort of uh less likely to get you know the the same sort of result for sure what we got next uh there we go this uh, this was from when you and me first met this um roll out roll call. Right, okay, yeah. So this was Rollout Roll Call 2012. Uh you got an amazing piece by Atkins of well, right. uh, Firefly, Firefly. and Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh I went for one of his A4 pieces of the Saw Viper. This was gonna be the start of a Viper collection. And he is the, <laughs> he is the only Viper I ended up getting. Uh but yeah, I, I've got no idea why I chose this character for him to draw. Hmm. Uh but you know, he did a great job. Did this get drawn in one of your binds, or did it? Was it loose? This one? No, this was on a loose sheet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was pre. Was it pre-done? Uh, this was pre-done. Was... Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Was this... he sketching at the show or was he finishing off Ooh, pre-done well, commissions? Yeah, maybe, maybe because because he's he's you know he he does work uh, sort of relatively slow slowly compared to to some other artists. So so when he's <clears throat> yeah. he doesn't he's not able to get to the volume at the at the show. So. Um, right. There, there was a yeah an option when you bought your tickets to roll out roll call that you could order a sort of pre an advance commission right. from from Atkins, which was just a completely new concept to me. It was like what you can yeah yeah, can get, yeah you know, order you, it in advance been, and they can spend been, more time on it. Wow, you'd been conning like I say, my first one was twenty eleven, but you'd actually done a lot of the UCACs. Um, yeah, I'd been at the UK comic art convention, art convention before, yeah but that was mid 90s you know, early 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 noughties would that have been that was mid 90s even was yeah, it they were running those and they stopped and then i got out of the convention scene and sort of came back to it um sort of around about this this sort of time when they started up uh you know london supercon and and yeah. you know back back at rollout roll call so i've been away for a while and sort of you know moving away from the the quick you know just a few you know few minutes at most sort of free which were probably sketches. free were probably yeah free mostly it. free yeah. yeah but basically all free when when i was yeah. uh, a youngster going to the ucax yeah. and so yeah this idea that you could pay more and get a you know very finished piece was a sort of a, a new concept that blew my mind so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah took took things to a whole different uh level yeah. and now and now james is too old for you to go to ice and say <laughs> free Oh yeah, he's almost as tall as I am. So, yeah, can't uh, go over that so yeah, he's still, still, still a youngster, but, but I, less. I had less some kids. Cute. I had some kids come up to me at the at the trading card show uh-huh. just as it was winding down last weekend, um, and they're like, "Oh, have you got any free cards for kids? Have you got any free cards for kids?" And I had some Marvel stuff at the front, <clears throat> so I had a few packets of Marvel cards. And I go, "Oh, here you go, guys." And he looked at, he goes, "What's this? This ain't Pokemon," and he just chucked <laughs> it back at me. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> so this is a Keith Chan from Thought Bubble 2016, I believe. This is Thought Bubble that I was actually ill. Do you remember I had to go home early? Oh, right. Right. Crumbs. And I think I got one of your Peter to go into the into the convention hall and pick it up from Keith right. uh, for me. And yeah, he again, I'd an artist that I didn't really know of. I'd seen his name on the list, Googled him. He was posting... Uh, commissions on twitter mm. and liked his style like the minimalist way that he wasn't um or that he was getting a lot from just effectively shades of gray and black yeah and so it's a lot of light and dark blocking the colors and using yeah, that blocking, sort of that's it, yeah. white white space to, to kind of white fill space in the gaps. to create the lines yeah yeah, yeah. and it's really I've effective this piece it's great honest. Nice. You've got one of his, or Peter's got, I'm sure one of you's got something from him. Um, yeah, not. I think Peter has got something from, from him, I believe. I think he yeah. was on his Patreon. I might be getting confused with somebody else. Um, yeah. I yeah. got I got something from him at my very th- first thought bubble. I think it was my first right. thought bubble as well. I got him uh, a flash, and he was quite surprised okay. that I was asking him for something. <laughs> yeah, time, yeah, very humble, very nice guy, very humble, very, you know... Uh... <laughs> always like oh you want you want me to draw something for you oh right okay i appreciate that (laughs) yeah very effective on on the front of baroness the way he's used that that white space to create almost a sheen almost a bit of a shine yeah yeah absolutely to her to her front armor very clever it's really really Uh, effective yeah yeah 
Good piece. Um, brilliant. Uh, here we go. Here's a. I want to say more recent, but it's. <laughs> this is still what six years ago. I will so, get well that Crimson Guard that Guardsman that I'll get inked. That'll be the first GI Joe piece I've had in in many years. Um, Augustin Padilla. That's uh, right. Is he he's South American? Is he? I believe so. I believe so. Um, uh, so and he this did, is he did some work on the very beginning of the IDW Larry Hammer. Run. Yeah. So this is in a bind that I did of uh-huh, cool. issue one five five and a half. He did that first arc, I think. That's right. Yeah. Um, and was chatting to him. Um, di- didn't really speak much English, but I asked him if you know he would. If I was trying to understand if his run got cut short or whether he was only optioned for that those five or six issues, mm-hmm. uh, but I couldn't really. There's a bit of a language barrier there. But you know, I asked him if he would ever want to do any more GI Joe art again, and he seemed to say yes. But I don't think he ever <laughs> did. Did he ever do any more? I don't believe so. Yeah, like he did that initial run, and I guess the way that IDW works is often they'll sort of commit to maybe a run of you know four or five issues or, or so. Uh, so that's probably what they they did. Yeah. And um, this sketch is cool, but I think um, it's not the it's not the most well liked of of the the art on that on the. I, I like so... see. I liked his art. I liked that art. Okay. Um, but yeah. So it was, uh, I think, just after this then that, that S.L. Gallant picked up the, the reins. So. Right. He reminded me a little His art reminded me a little bit of uh, Carlos Pacheo. I don't even pronounce his okay. name. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's um, there's another chap, the guy who um was doing like X-Force in, I guess, the late 90s. He had a sort of similar sort of... Polina, yeah. That must be it. Yeah, Adam Polina, yeah, yeah. Sort of, um, sort of a... Yeah, slightly, little bit more blocky-ish. Yeah, like a kind of slightly angular, <clears throat> angular yeah. take on things. Cool. Um, what have we got next? More. Oh, I think this might be the final one of the, okay. the ones that I've got uh, lined up. Sure. Another great example of minimalist lines, but managing to create a great image. Uh, Cliff Chiang, who Paper Girls did he do? Which is now a That's TV right. show. Paper yep. Girls, which dropped on Amazon Prime yesterday, I watched the. And Mark first said the first issue, first episode is really good. Really good. It was uh, yesterday. Uh, I believe it had a Rotten Tomatoes score of a hundred percent. Okay. So a lot of good uh, good noise is coming out about Paper Girls. People are saying. Have you read it? Have you read the book? Uh, I have. I have read Paper Girls. I own the the three hard covers. Right. And I have actually even read them as well. And I believe that there's a, a large, a large compendium now. A book that, that Mark has might read be... people. Wow. <laughs> well, if you know anything about my collecting is that uh, my sort of uh, it, my appetite for buying books is not as big as my capacity to read them. Um, so <laughs> so there's a lot of things that I like the look of that, that I buy that I don't actually ever get to actually uh, read. Right. So. The key here would be get someone in to actually hide some of your books that you haven't read. And how long would it take for you to notice that they weren't there? I suspect no. you would never notice. But anyway, well, depends, uh, depends. Gung Ho, you got you got something from him as well? Possibly a piece Yeah, as well? I got mine. I got, I'll, I'll sort of actually move because I've got it Storm over, over here. So Cliff Chiang, Thought Bubble 2014, is that? 2014, yeah. You've taken yeah. pre-orders and they were fairly cheap oh, as well. Oh, you got the Cobra Commander and a, and a Baroness, yeah. 
Here we go. Yeah, very nice. There's mine. Cobra Commander, Baroness. Yeah. In a frame, on the wall. Very nice. So, yeah, as you say, pre-orders. Pre-orders. Uh, and the pre-orders were... They sold, you know, he's, he's not one of these artists who's very popular. When he, he came over, he was working on the Wonder Woman series. Um, oh, with Brian Azzarello. acclaimed, exactly. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, and, you know, one of these artists who's, you know, big hot name, uh, but never been over to the UK before. Don't think he's been since. So a big demand for, for sketches from him. Yeah. So he, he opened it up for these sort of small uh, head sketches and um, at a reasonable price. And uh, I think I think it went in a matter of minutes, um, those, those sort of slots that he had opened up. So, yep. Uh, yep. yeah, we were we were ready, waiting and able to, to sign up at the right time and uh, yep. very yep. fortunate. So looks thick yeah. doesn't he? he's made him again look at the neck he's makes him look very broad and thick and i believe this was on another one of the sketch shows and i think tim pointed out and i forget what the resolution was uh but the tattoo on his chest is off center <laughs> right now i don't know if that was off center on the action figure but Ooh. and i can't remember what we discussed because obviously as we know my memory's terrible mm-hmm. but yeah yeah that it's slightly uh, off center, I think, but doesn't detract from the image. The image is still cool, but again, minimal lines to create um, a great effect. Yeah, yeah, it's one of these uh, one of the artists that that sort of doesn't necessarily do a huge, uh, you know, d- it just does a huge amount with just a few lines. Um, yeah. There we go, gung ho. Uh, what do you look like? Yeah, mm. the, the, that that eagle's pretty. Pretty I'm saying that is off center, ever so slightly. Yeah, ever, ever so, so slightly. slightly. Maybe that's what Cliff was channeling. Yeah, well done, Cliff. A little bit of research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he looked it up. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's always nice to get artists like you say that haven't come to the UK before and give them something. I'm sure he's never drawn GI Joe before. Well, I don't know that, but maybe he hasn't. So. Always nice to see and speak to artists that you otherwise, how else are you ever going to get to to talk to these guys so, and girls? Yeah. So. And, and, you know, and the, the artists sort of, um, you know, often sort of similar sort of age range to, to us, you know, they've grown up with the toys, the comics and uh, the cartoons, you know, given that, you know, m- most of them are American, that you couldn't help but avoid GI Joe if, if you grew up in the, you know, in the early eighties. So, you know, uh, it's so you know it's just one of those things that kind of is in people's you know cultural DNA and uh, if if it's it's not something you've had a chance to work on professionally then a lot of people will just sort of go, you know relish the relish the chance to to have a, yeah. a, a go yeah, at definitely. their interpretation of it uh, yeah Cliff yeah. Chang did a very cool commission of the Baroness which I believe was then made into a, a published cover but started right. off life as a as a as a commission uh, and cool. Sergeant Slaughter's Slaughterhouse is in the house. Uh, you're just catching us as we wind things down, but uh, you can catch it on the, on the replay. <laughs> We're glad to have you in, uh, in our company. So uh, yeah, good to, to sort of delve into, uh, you know, the entirety of your sort of GI Joe sketch 
But well, no, not the entirety because there was well, a few we didn't. There was a there was a few. We didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did do a little bit of editorial picking of um, some, you know, to, for for time to to make sure that I picked uh, my favourites. Uh, and so, yeah, there's a handful there that we did we didn't uh, didn't cover. But um, yeah, good to spend time with you, Chief. Always a pleasure in, in to your come loft. on here and chat to my buddy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, I am going to go down and have a sweet potato with prawn mayonnaise uh, and then watch eight hours of Commonwealth Games. Um, <laughs> I've got some... Got some bets I've got, on? I've got a few bets on, but uh, I've got some weightlifting to watch, badminton, netball, track cycling, swimming, I think is on the agenda today. Right, okay. Um, and then uh, record an episode of What a Saga. What a Saga. So the things that you're, uh, you've got to promote at the moment are uh are multitude um yes yes hit me up i've not on even got YouTube. i've not even got them all on down in the list below hit me up on <laughs> youtube which is armor geekton twitter uh i am on there but not much anymore i've kind of abandoned twitter as a social media platform uh you'll find me more often on instagram under armor geekton as well as youtube uh and Facebook group, Armour Geekdom Box Breaks. If you're into trading cards, Marvel Star Wars stuff, hit me up there. And then What a Saga on Instagram or on your pod player of choice. Three episodes out. We're doing one issue of Saga per episode. Uh, we're going to record episode four tonight, which will be out next Wednesday. Oh, wow. Okay. Quick turnarounds. Any old editing? Yep. Very good. Uh and and yes, I think um, you know when you're doing brand new things, we'll tr- we'll tr- generally try and highlight them on the old uh, Talking Joe social streams as as well. So you can find the chief that. chief in the Facebook group as 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 well when uh, when big things are get, happening. <laughs> so. Oh, also also uh, in January, me and Ben recorded an Outer Timers yeah. Jaws audio experience special, and he's finally got around to editing it seven months later. And that should be finished maybe by next week. So look for a two-hour audio experience special on Jaws coming on the the Outer Timers podcast network. Just when you thought it was safe to remove the Outer Timers from your podcast stream subscriptions. Um, Incorrect. (laughs) So look forward to that. They're always a lot of uh, fun. I really enjoyed it. Listening to the trilogy of uh, of Star Wars. Um, Appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Uh, watch throughs. What do you call them? Watch alongs and Watch alongs, listen alongs. Uh, we've done yeah. them. We do these audio experiences. Rather, they're not audio. Experience. We don't. We don't call them DVD commentaries. Uh, not that people watch DVDs anymore, but movie commentaries because we call them audio experiences because it's us pulling a lot from our personal experiences of watching these in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not critiques of the movies it's just you you can we we cue it up so if you want to have the movie on in the background while you're listening put the volume down a little bit and you can do it that way but also if you just want to listen to it when you're out and about you don't need to have the movie in front of you uh, because we're also picking movies that we believe people will have probably seen quite a lot so they yeah yeah, they, yeah. they're familiar with most of the scenes so yeah exactly uh, it's like you can there's also visualize it <laughs> there's without, also without talks being... of another one he wants to do die hard uh, release that at christmas so i said we better record that now <laughs> to give you enough time to edit it so we'll see. <laughs> yeah give him enough time to edit fantastic but yeah very thank good. you very much uh thanks to all the listeners and 
um, viewers talking Joe strength to strength. Love this pod. Yeah. So if you want to find out more about us, the podcast, uh, you can find out everything over at talkingjoe.uk. .co.uk. What did I say? Talkingjoe.uk. Okay. Talkingjoe.co.uk. Thank you very much. Um, Bye-bye. So so shall we do... um, I thought thought I'd queued up uh, the new one, maybe... Oh, here we go. There's, there's the new, there's the new um, sign out, okay. Which, which goes, have you, which goes like this. But it goes. Nobody beats talking Joe, an international podcast. Yeah, aware of that one. Um, but but just for old times' sake, oh. we can do we can do this one. Well, <laughs> you know that's us done. And when all's said and done, you can catch us down the road. Because we've, we've been, been talking, talking Joe. I don't know who says what. I can't even remember what we say. And we're all out of Joes. We are all out of Joes. He's checking it. He's reading to make sure we got it. (laughs) I'm trying to keep... I'm I'm going slowly because I need to click a button. And let's say the very last bit together. Laters. Laters.